Good morning. Welcome to the Desert Eagles podcast. It's your boy, Ian, and welcome to the best podcast in the West. I have a guest. Finally, I have a guest. It's my friend, Seth, who is a pretty successful entrepreneur. Um, He's kind of taken the same route I have. Um, He does his own thing. He started Guru Sports Marketing. Um, It's a new company where he basically just helps out athletes try to just fit brands and venture outside of um, what they normally would do in their day-to-day life being an athlete. Um, The most important thing that you need to do as an athlete is to just maximize on all your opportunities and, and everything that comes your way and stuff. And so, you know, I'm really happy to have this kid. Like I've known him since, I mean, basically what, since you were like 20, 21, when you moved first moved out to Arizona, I'd say 22. 22. 22. Thanks for having me too. I appreciate it. No, of course, man. Of course. And welcome, welcome. Um, So uh, first and foremost, guys, I have to apologize to Seth. I was supposed to watch the Minnesota game with him and I was going through a a rough day to put it lightly. (laughs) And on top (laughs) of that, I, I was getting updates on my phone and uh, I, I I really have nothing to say about that game. I'm glad it's just fucking over, and yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to Dallas week. Yeah, I agree. Big week for big week for the birds. The thing about the thing about the birds is like, bro, like we can win this division, but we both the Cowboys and Eagles are so fucking bad right now. Like, I honestly don't like. I think we're gonna. I think the Eagles are ultimately gonna win the game um but i this is probably the one time that i have zero confidence in this in this team just because how fucking inconsistent they've been well it's funny that you say that because i was talking with a giants fan happens to be my brother and you know they're all saying how bad the giants or i'm sorry that the eagles and the cowboys look and they're like oh well this division's wide open and that that's just you'd never think at the start of the season that they would be thinking that or even us would be thinking that. But at the end of the day, it's right now I'm worried about the Giants and the Cowboys at this point. And honestly, on paper, right now, it almost looks like, you know, the Giants have the edge over the over the Cowboys. I mean, they – I don't want to say they almost beat the Patriots, but they put up one hell of a fight. They were right there with them for, for a half and were missing basically their entire offense. So, you know. And the Patriots won that game solely on defense. Yeah, and the interesting thing is um, Pat Shermer, who's the offensive coordinator slash head coach for them, like you can tell this guy clearly has a plan. You could tell he understands who he has in Daniel Jones, and he has he under, clearly understands the personnel he has. Like when it comes to the Eagles per se, like I don't know what the hell Mike Rowe was doing. I mean, he said re- repeatedly that – you know, he's just trying to put guys in position. He doesn't know what to do with them. And, like, you don't admit that. And, I mean, it, it's showing. Like, you could just see, like, we don't know what we're doing with the guys we have. The fact that Miles Sanders is putting up more receiving yards than Nelson Aguilar and some of the other receivers, um, J.J. Arthago Whiteside, uh, however you pronounce his name, like, he's not producing. Like, no one is producing the way they should on offense. I mean, Carson Wentz is balling out, but – at the same time, like you seriously, you seriously have to question Doug and Mike Grow and like their offensive game plan. Like, what? Well, how about how about Howie for the past draft picks for the past two years? I mean, honestly, I I love Miles Sanders. I think he's going to be a great back. But 
and again, I, I talk about all this with the Eagles fans and my friends who are fans about how Metcalf was available when we drafted JJ. And yeah. think about think about that. If we draft Metcalf, how much that changes our offense? Like, yeah, I, I, I saw a stat again. I don't have any stats in front of me, but I saw a stat on on social media the other day about. I think in his first six games, JJ has like I want to say two catches for forty something yards, if that. And then you see Metcalf just off the charts and how he would come in and immediately be an impact player. And Alshon looks slow out there, to yeah. not even to mention that. But you know, again, it's not rocket science, Ian. Right? Like you and I are are, are former football players, and again, I know that a lot goes into it with meetings, attitudes, personality prior past, you know, injuries and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, like Metcalf was a stud. I mean, he was supposed to be the number one receiver and then you have a chance to draft him and you draft somebody who isn't even ready to be out there. I mean, he was put in the game uh, in a situation to win week three and, and hits him right in the face mask and drops, drops a touchdown pass. Meanwhile, Metcalf's out there, you know, you know, five receptions a game for, for over 50 yards. I, it, for me, like the way that I usually view things or the way that, you know, I've, I've been around enough coaches and, you know, general managers granted has been around, you know, arena football and CFL and stuff. And I always try to pick their brains and stuff. And when I asked them, like, what do you look for? They like, they were like, I need to see production first and foremost from a player. And I need, they need to pass the eye test. Like DK passed literally every test. And I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if Howie has like analysis by paralysis or or what it is. I'm not really exactly sure, but he's just continually missed on guys that you're like, it, it, he these this these guys were going to translate to the NFL. Like it was literally impossible to think that with even like average coaching that DK would be successful. The kid is a freak of fucking nature. JJ like. Okay, great. Yes, he was great with the 50-50 ball and all that. But, like, let's be honest with ourselves. Like, they even said that this guy was going to be a developmental prospect. DK right now is on the field balling out. So, And not to mention, Ian, again, I'm, I'm, I'm bad with this, but the guy for the Washington Redskins, who's, like, top five in stats. For oh, McLaren. Yeah, McLaren. We had a chance to to grab him too, and and both of those guys are absolute studs. So, um, again, I don't know who's doing the scouting, but you know, like you said, it, looking at all those features, something has to be addressed because it's been years before we get impact players. Again, we need to start drafting guys, and and the league's headed more in this direction. And you know, guys can come in and make an immediate impact. And, and I've read a few articles this year about how this dr upcoming draft these guys are ready to come in and make an impact immediately on an NFL team, which has not been so in the past. People need to, to get, uh, you know, develop people, guys need to get developed and, and learn the offense and all that kind of stuff. But now it's like, these guys are coming in ready to play like week one that they need to be in the lineup. And if we keep drafting guys like Matt Collins and all them, and I'm not taking anything away from their athletic ability, but there's better guys out there and, and we need to address that. There are. And I think the biggest need right now, um, we, we just need a corner. Like, <laughs> I, like here, here's the thing. And I mentioned this before on um, an earlier episode. I am willing to part ways with a first round draft pick this year and next year. The reason why being we're probably going to be in the middle rounds. 
we're probably going to miss out of a top 10, top 15 talent. So I am willing to give up a first round this year and next year for a Jalen Ramsey, for a premier uh, defensive lineman, because this is a glaring need. And we have two or three guys that are walking a free agency next year that I am willing to say, you know what, Bon Voyage, see you later. Jalen Ramsey can be an immediate impact right now and for the next four to five years. It, it, it's just – it has to happen. Like, you have to give – you have to give the Jaguars an offer that they can't refuse right now. And honestly, I think that there's – I've been reading reports and stuff. They're starting to soften their stance. And going into this game, like, I'm doing whatever I can to get Jalen Ramsey in the building by Wednesday, going through whatever we need to go through to get him – you know, caught up to speed. Basically, I'm just going to tell him, hey, line up on Amari Cooper, whoever the no- number one is, and just shut that side of the fucking, that the, that side of the field down. Because we need to slow down uh, the number one receiver on every team because we're getting torched. And personally, uh, this is just me. We, we, I, I like that we cut um, Zach Brown. I think that sent a message to this team. Like, if you do not perform and if you run your mouth, you're going to go. I think it's just it's time to part ways with Sidney Jones, whether it's via trade or just straight up just letting him go. The guy just doesn't he he does he's completely shot with his confidence. The guy is playing outside outside coverage and letting receivers get outside of him towards the sideline and just running past him like it it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know if if they consider letting him go just because of the lack of depth. But I'll tell you what, I was kind of excited to 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 bring this up on the show today. Right now, week week seven against Dallas is going to be a huge stage for for um, Ronald Darby and Jalen Mills. Mm-hmm. Now, they've obviously had you know Darby had a rough start to the season, but they have an opportunity, right? say they don't go out and go get a corner and, and, and trade for one. Right. And they keep the same, the same defensive core out there. And eventually they're going to, well, they're going to throw out Darby and they're going to start um, Jalen Mills because they don't have a choice. Yep. But I'll tell you what, if, they, if he goes and balls out, he, they're going to be praising him in Philly on, on Monday. Oh my God. You, it, it, it gives him a great opportunity. I mean, he has the state, the stage is set and he has an opportunity to, to silence the critics about having a corner and Jalen Mills did pretty well in the postseason last year, so we'll see. We'll see what they have to offer. But I honestly couldn't agree more with you with going out and making a statement and, and making a trade. And I honestly, you know, every fan is asking Howie what he's doing. I'm sure he's working his match behind the scenes. It's just a matter of time until we get that ESPN notification about a trade. Yeah, I mean, this is the time of year he's done this the past two years, making trades around this time. Um, it, I, I'm just hoping that it happens before this game because not only do we have this game to worry about, the Buffalo Bills are pretty good. I don't care what anybody says. They look good right now. Great New England, all that stuff. So, like, we're getting into the meat of our schedule. We need someone, you know, that can immediately upgrade this defense. And I know that people have even thrown out getting a receiver out there. Like, personally, I like in three weeks, all I've seen is Nelson Aguilar just, just running around. Yeah, I, I don't even know. I, I, that's a tough thing because the thing with our our team right now is we play up to competition, right? Oh, like sure. 
we go on the road on Thursday night on a short week and beat the Packers, a five and one team, right? Yeah, convinced. Nobody even ex- exactly. Nobody even expected us to even to even be a game, right? Yeah. And then we play a shitty ass Atlanta team. Who you know, I take that back. They're not shitty. They again on paper they line up well. They always play Philly tough. Always play Philly tough. And then it's like we don't. You don't even recognize the team out there. The defense is looking awful. And then. Yeah. You know, the Jets aren't a bad team. I'll say it again. The Jets are not a bad team. They have a great they have a great defense. And then our team again goes up. It just it's they're so inconsistent. Like I, I just it, it's tough. It's tough to gauge games right now because for all we know, we could go in and play the Patriots at what? They're gonna be eleven and zero when we play them, twelve and zero when we play More them. Likely, and, yeah. and for all we know, we could go up end up and beating them and, and still not have a chance to make the playoffs just mm-hmm. because that's how that's how we're playing right now. So I think that falls back on Doug to get every guy every guy ready just like it's a it's a prime time game because when it's prime time we do show up and we are ready to play. Agreed. We probably took Minnesota lightly. I think I honestly think we did. I I I did not looking back at the um the all twenty two film, um guys were just getting beat. Guys just weren't getting open. Um you saw a lot of deer in the headlight looks from uh, DBs. Um, it just didn't look good. And the good thing is this, that loss didn't hurt us because thank God the Jets, you know, beat the Cowboys. But this is the, like, this, this is the game that's riding on our season. Like I, I promise you, if we win this game, we're going to the playoffs. I promise you, if we lose this game, there's going to be jobs lost. There's going to be guys cut. We're gonna have to hit the reset button because yeah, it, I it agree. is just whatever's been going on this year just has not been working. So I think everyone understands what's at stake. I think that's why Doug was bold enough to say, "Hey, I guarantee we win this game." Because I'll even I'll even venture out there to say that Doug's on the hot seat because uh. I I will venture to say that because he he does have a lot to to answer for. I'm not saying that Doug is gonna lose his job. But I guarantee you, he's gonna get a a talk from the ownership. You yeah, have, I mean, you have you have an MVP caliber quarterback. How he's gonna get a talking to and be like, what we on paper, this team has been great. You have a history of making trades. You have a history of organizing, and you did not you did not organize this roster the way that you were supposed to. We have an old, injured, slow roster right now, and we we haven't drafted well. So this is the I think everyone – I think we're ultimately going to win this game. I think it's going to be really, really close. I think it's going to be like – If Amari doesn't play. If, if Cooper Amari, doesn't yeah, play. If Amari doesn't play, it's going to be a low-scoring game. Probably like, I don't know, something crazy like – Well, what about if Deshaun put, comes back and plays? So I, I mean, again, our offense is oh, – we're if, a completely if, oh, Deshaun, different offense with if Deshaun, Deshaun plays, Jackson. If, if Deshaun Jackson plays, we're going to put up 32 points. If he doesn't play, we're going to put up like 14 to 17. Yeah. Because and I you know what, I, I just we bounce back after win, after losses, tough losses like this, and I really do think, especially with if Deshaun comes back, Darby and Mills, you know, again, I don't think Jalen is is a very top talent cornerback, but he brings a lot of energy to that defense, and I think he'll get them fired up along, you know, and again, Darby's athletic, he's fast, not the most skilled guy either, but. Again, if they could just roll in all cylinders, I think again, it, it, like you said, it's a win. It's a must-win game. So it's from here out, it, it's 
show up and play, or like you said, people are going to lose their jobs and things are going to have to change because being three and four is not going to be nah, not going to look too pretty to make the playoffs. Yeah, no, nah, it's not. It's just not going to work out. And knowing Dallas, they'll 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 figure out a way to pull some shit off near the end of the season because I know we both have you know hard schedules, but I think I think ours is slightly tougher. Um, score predictions. What do you, what do you think? What do you think is going to be the final outcome of the game? Well, that's tough. Uh, g- give me a, a scenario where they, they all play or they don't. Oh, play. scenario. Uh, Djax comes in, and I think that uh, I think that they'll figure out a way to get Amari Cooper healthy enough to at least get some reps out there. It'll I got be, it. I got yeah, it. Yeah, it'll be all hands on deck for this game. I think. I'm gonna say. Uh, 31 to 21 game and the Eagles Eagles get the edge especially if if everybody's back but if if Deshaun Jackson doesn't play Amari Cooper doesn't play it's going to be a a low scoring affair but I do think I do think the offense clicks this game I think that Carson gets these guys ready to go I just Ian I have no idea what's going to happen with the defense it's hard to tell again we made Deshaun uh, I'm sorry, we made Diggs look like an all-pro, three touchdowns, stealing, ran, I caught balls all over us again, and, and Cook torched us. And we didn't even, you know, we were number one run defense going into the game. So who knows what's going to happen on the defensive side of the ball. But offensive-wise, I really do think Carson gets it back because I think they're realizing that this guy has just put his life on the line every single game. So – I think I think they get the edge. I really do. I think the defense feeds off of that and and they get the edge 21-31. 21-31. All right. Man, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping, but um hey, just for you guys to know, so Seth um used to be basically like a business guy, like a corporate guy, right? Yeah, worked in the uh the the tech industry, you could yeah. call it for about 4 years. About 4 years. Um if you know anything about, you know, myself you know that i've been an entrepreneur basically since i've left college um basically you know anytime that you know i was not playing football um when i was playing arena football and hopping around from team to team and stuff i was always trying to figure out how you know i can make money on the side how i can always support my life and income i've always been involved in fitness and ever since then i've kind of like ventured out towards that and ever since i have known seth um you know, we would always have, you know, conversations and stuff about, you know, what is it that he could do outside of, you know, working a nine to five. Like, I am completely against working nine to five. Uh, I used to be like a substitute teacher for a little bit, and I hated being a teacher. Absolutely hated it, mostly because I just like being my own boss. And, um, Dude, like I'm, I'm so proud of you and happy for you that you finally like took the jump. I, I, I like to call it the jump. You know, any person that <laughs> has worked corporate anything or worked, you know, in a in a system, and they took the jump and they, you know, left, left, you know, the pod or whatever, and kind of just, you know, did their own thing. Like I always congratulate them because this shit is not easy at all. I appreciate it. I mean, honestly, Ian. I'm still jumping. <laughs> I'm still running through hoops. But, you know, it's crazy because you and I had conversations years ago just about it, – it's it's more even about just being happy, right? Like mm-hmm. what 
what do you want in life that's going to make you happy, right? And it's doing what you love at the end of the day. And that's why a lot of people in the world aren't happy is because they're not doing what they love every day. And I get you got to make money and you got to do things, but you hear all of these influencers and people on social media basically telling you to go be an entrepreneur and, and it's not, you know, it's not worth your time to, to go work nine to five and all this kind of stuff. And I just want to say that like, whatever you decide to do, there's not a right and a wrong decision, but there is a, there is something inside you that needs to be fulfilled that makes you happy. And I, and I truly believe that personally, like I wasn't happy working in the corporate world. Like I just, I felt like I had, potential that was being capped you know right yeah. like almost like a cage right like they want you to to you know drink the kool-aid do this do that and basically punch numbers in right and not be creative not use your mind and, and use your fullest potential and you know that's kind of why i i went away for it. i was like what what can i do to use my creativity in my mind and and basically just do what i love to do and obviously sports is the number one thing but again, it's so much more than, than that, right? It's a mindset, right? You have to wake up every day and, and convince yourself not to go back to the nine to five and get a steady paycheck, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you go to sleep and you rest your head on your pillow and it's like, okay, hey, how am I going to make the bills, right? How am I going to pay the, the rent this month when I don't have that nine to five? And then you got you know, you to sleep on that and figure out how you want to attack the morning, right? And, and wake up with a positive mindset because if you don't have that positive mindset and and I'm not going to lie, it, it, it's not something that is there every day. I have to convince myself every single day that this is the right decision for me. And that is not something that's easy to do. And I feel that when you wake up in the morning, if you're not ready to attack the day and you're not ready to crush it and do what you need to do, then you're not doing the right thing. You're not doing what you love. So when you get that mindset, you know that you're doing what you love and that you should be doing this. Yeah, no, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, like when I've been doing, I've been in the fitness industry now, basically a grand total of like 10 years now, like a a full decade. Right. And it's taken me three years just to get the courage to start this thing, this podcast. And honestly, I'm doing it for absolutely free because I love it. Sure. I would love to transition this into a full-time business suit. And I'm going to figure that out because as an entrepreneur, you learn how to maximize all of your talents and your passions into income. So it doesn't feel like work. So like, it was funny because like, I literally had one person last week tell me that Ian, like, why do you do so much? Like, why do you do the most? And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, I already feel like you're doing too much. Don't you think you're stretching yourself then? Don't you think that, you know, that you're not paying attention, you know, to your, your fitness stuff. And I go, and I had to like, tell this person, I'm like, listen, I am not working a day in my life right now. And they, and this person just like looked at me with a blank look and I go, no, I really need you to think about it. I'm not working a single day in my life. I'm teaching women how to grow asses. And I'm talking about the Philadelphia Eagles every day. That is not work. That is my passion. That's something I have fun doing. And I get excited every morning to do what I do. And they were just like, well, like, I just, I just don't understand. I'm like, listen, like if you've never, like, I don't, I don't know how to teach you that if you don't, if you don't love something enough that you you don't know how to convert it either into currency or into a lifestyle. I don't know how to teach you to do that. 
But what I can tell you is that when you find that thing that you love and you take a risk on your, and, and bet on yourself, you're going to be so happy and you're never going to work a day in your life. Sure, I have stresses and stuff and all that. Like when I first started this boot camp thing, dude, like I only made $800 in my first two and a half months doing that. $800. I had to fucking pay my rent and pay for everything on a credit card that I completely maxed out because I just took a gamble on myself and I was like, this is all going to work out. Now I have online training. Now I have in-person training and now I have enough money where I'm going to build an app for it. So yeah. like, it, it's just, it's mind blowing to me that people don't have the, the courage to just take a bet on themselves. But like, I, I, it's not, I'm not bashing people that work nine to fives. Like by all means, like get that money, however you have to. But I mean, like for, for people like us, like, you know, like, and especially you, like seeing the, you know, your, your transformation and stuff, like it is, it's inspiring to see someone be like, Hey, listen, like I love to be around athletes and I know how to help maximize their, their potential. This is what I'm going to do. I get to be around sports all day. It's it. You're right. It's, it's what I love to do, but you know, again, I'm not, I'm not even 50% of the way there. Right. I mean, I started out, um, basically helping a friend of mine, NBA player, Yogi Ferrell, uh, and his manager, Billy Davis, kind of basically assist them and, and just learn the process of the, of the marketing industry and management, right? Yep. And a little bit a little bit of the agency side, but kind of, you know, I, I didn't really have hands on that. Um, it was more of just the marketing and management side and just seeing how much of an impact, um, you know, Billy had on Yogi and how much he really influenced him in, in his career, not even his life, but his career and, and his life. And I just wanted to, to give back the same thing that Billy was giving back to Yogi, but just to, to more athletes. And again, you know, Billy was working 12 hour days, right? Again, he wasn't working a day in his life, but he was working 12 hour days, right? Yep. And that to me, like it wasn't work, you know, helping a friend, helping an athlete maximize their career, whether it's, you know, making sure they're eating right or making sure they're getting the proper financial help or they're getting a good deal on their car or their, their rent is paid on time or the house is taken care of when they're on the road for three weeks. Yep. You know, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, but again, I loved it and I needed to figure out a way to make to make. Um, and again, I, I started my own marketing company. So I started my own marketing company, you know, helping out with Yogi, um, helping out with, with Ben Alderman, who's another fitness guy who Ian, I think you should get linked up with, right. Great guy yeah. in the industry to, to, to kind of help me and, and help you basically maximize your potential. But nonetheless, um, you know, I started out with basically, you know, two to three clients and now, um, in the process of, of partnering up with an agency, JL Sports, um, Joe Linta, he's been an NFL agent for over 20 years, represents Flacco, Kyle Juszczyk, Cameron Brait, um, Darnell Savage, and, and the list goes on. And, and basically what I'm hoping to do is, is just broaden my business and, and bring all of, of my value with, with the marketing and management side of things to an agency who kind of, I don't want to say lacks that, but just it's it's missing it's it's definitely missing and you know i think bringing those two together could could definitely benefit 
the players because that's the most important thing is, is just helping these guys, right? There's so many people in the industry that, that have their hand out that want us to say, hey, we could do this and hand you a, a, a check and, and everything's solved. And that's just, it's not the answer. There's so much more. These guys have careers after they play, right? You know that. They have things that they want to do after. And setting them up for that is the most important thing. Um, and that's, that's really why I got into it. But, again, I started with two clients, and now I potentially am, am going to have 20 to 30 clients in the NFL NBA and CrossFit. And, and I hope to grow that. I hope to, to bring on more people. Um, and I hope to change lives. I really do. I hope to, to change some of these guys' lives and, and help them achieve their dreams because they're helping me achieve mine, even though they don't know it, they are. So that's my, that's my passion. And again, I'm starting something with, with CBD, right? Because Again, I'm never going to work a day in my life, but I, I have a, you know, I have a little a passion for, for the CBD side of things. I'm actually, um, I was a, at one point, a, a college athlete, short, very short term. Um, I hurt my back and had been in pain ever since 2013. And so with that, trying to find ways to cope with it and all that kind of stuff and, and finding natural remedies and, and having CBD come up the way it is. I think tying that into to athletes and even people in the fitness industry um, is a huge market. And again, tying those things in, will it'll come naturally. It'll come naturally to you and to me. And I think once that gets going and, and the athletes and even the day-to-day people see the, the, the real benefits to this, it's something that everybody is going to hopefully turn to. Yeah. I mean, like it's, Guys, like just just for frame of reference, like this kid had like back surgery, like on like spinal surgery a couple like months, if not like half a year ago, right? Uh, I had it March first. March first, yeah. So, I mean, I remember we kind of like went radio silent for a little bit, you know that that just happens in life. And I remember, you know, Seth just telling me like how he got like spinal surgery and all this stuff. He was in a lot of pain. Like I've ever since I've known him, he was in a lot of pain and stuff. And just like watching this dude, you know, just make a choice being like, you know what, I'm going to go do what I love to do. I'm going to be of service to people. I'm going to get myself right. I'm going to, you know, get my health in order. I'm going to figure out ways to maximize my value, my time, my passions and stuff. It's actually really, really impressive to see. And just right there, like, I think what everyone needs to realize is like, at the end of the day, the best thing you can do is just be of service to other people, always giving back in some way. I mean, and for me, like, I feel like what I do is, you know, me giving back and me sharing um, something that I'm passionate about, but also knowledge that a lot of people don't, you know, necessarily know, you know, when it pertains to fitness, but also like when it comes to the Eagle stuff, you know, or just sports in general, like everyone has an opinion, everyone has a perspective. And I feel like I offer a, a different perspective than, most pe- people do. I'm not in competition with anybody. I'm just sharing my opinion and my perspective that a lot of people may not hear or know or introduce people to, you know, something that they may not understand or know about. Like I've had people message me and be like, dude, I have literally no interest in the Philadelphia Eagles, but you somehow made it interesting. And I look forward <laughs> to these things. So, I mean, it's just, it's just cool, man. And then, you know, you, you know, doing the CBD thing. I have my own injuries also from football. Like, I have like back, neck, uh, ankle. I've fractured my ankle twice, you know? So the CBD business, like 
the fact that we're getting into that, like it, it's just it's so worth it. And is yo, is it's just cool to watch like the the come up and the growth that <laughs> we've we've gone through, man. It, like it's it's really really funny and just is 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 so cool to see. I I really appreciate it, and and honestly. Same for you, man. Like you're, you're killing it on your end. You have, you know, tons of girls and, you know, you could sit there and train all these girls all day. Right. But like at the end of the day, the progress, right? Like I see some of these before and after pictures and, and it works what you're doing. It actually works. And it's at the end of the day, you're changing people's lives too. Like you are making people feel comfortable about their bodies, transforming it in the way that they want and, and basically making, making these girls live a he- healthy lifestyle outside of, of the gym, because I know you're more than a trainer. Like we've, we've trained together and, you know, for that hour it's, it's in the gym. And then a little bit after you're talking about, you know, my life, whether it's what I'm eating or what I'm doing and just making sure that my mind stays healthy. And again, that's the most important thing, right? Is you need to exercise your mind because you could exercise all day and if you're not if you're not healthy with your mind then you're really at a disadvantage because yeah. that that's what keeps you motivated that's what keeps you going every single day yeah I, and i think that a lot of people what i think a lot of people don't realize and trying to just circle this back to you know uh, sports and football real quick um what i think that a lot of people don't realize is just how mental athletics and sport professional sports in general is for um, these guys out there. And I know that we, as, you know, fans and critics and stuff, we kind of tear these guys, um, apart sometimes. And we don't under, I don't think fans realize what an NFL player goes through, man. Like I remember my first, uh, practice, I did a practice with, uh, the New York giants. And I remember my head was spinning like, it, it like I know we give like oh, the DBs from the Eagles a, a, a hard time, but what they're guys, what they're doing out there is you're telling them to be a track star, a freaking like mathematician, and like they like it's hard. What they're doing <laughs> is very, 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 very difficult to the nth degree. I personally think that football is the toughest sport to play out like well outside of golf i think golf is impossible like literally (laughs) impossible but football is a very very hard sport to play you're asking this guy to run a million miles an hour and think at the same time it's 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 impossible so you know when you know these guys like mess up and stuff like we got to sometimes realize like they're they're human they're gonna make mistakes and stuff we don't know what's going on in their personal lives we don't know what's going on in their head and stuff so we got to we got to chill out a little bit, but at the same time, they are expected to perform because of how much they're paid and also the platform that they're on. But, um, you know, for what you do, like managing these guys and stuff, like you got to make sure these guys are like mentally like on their game and not getting distracted, not getting, you know, messed up from the day to day, like hassles of life and stuff. And, um, me personally, I don't think I could do what, what you do. Like, yeah, I can, I can tell, you know, girls, the, do squats and all this stuff but like to run an entire athlete's life basically that's hard it's uh it definitely has its challenges i'll tell you that (laughs) (laughs) to to Um, put it nicely to put it nicely but again you got to have passion for it you got to have love for the game whether it's training marketing sales etc 
you have to have passion for it. And I think that's, that's what drives people. Right. So. Oh, dude. So about this uh, CBD thing. So I like CBD gets a lot of flack out there. And so me and me and Seth have been like talking about going to a CBD business. Um, personally, I believe in it. I know a lot of people are like, well, like, does it really do anything? Guys, it, it, it can help with a lot of stuff. And, but on top of that, it, I can understand how it's troubling for athletes to use it because uh, of marijuana laws and all this stuff. But personally, the NFL needs to soften its stance on medical marijuana use. Like me personally, like I could talk about my personal experience. I, I would be given a Percocet or some order, some other pain medication before I would be given Tylenol when I play football. And that's an issue. You're literally like the, the football culture is funny and it's actually really kind of hypocritical. You like when I played arena football, right? It was frowned upon to smoke weed, you know, after a game to, you know, to calm your down your nerves, to ease down the bumps and bruises and stuff. But it was perfectly okay for the entire team to go out to a bar and get shit faced fucking drunk. That made no sense to me. And like me personally, like I think, I think the NFL and all these other, you know, you know, sports media and just like just sports in general needs to soften their stance and realize like, Hey man, we might actually be saving lives and helping guys from, you know, fighting addiction or not getting hooked on things. They don't need to be hooked onto. Like, I would, I would venture to say at least like 60% of athletes are addicted to something, whether it be alcohol, opioids, or something. I don't think you can be addicted to marijuana. So I think you need, they need to just chill out, make <laughs> CBD, make weed, and all this stuff legal to help these guys deal with physical pain, but also just mental, mental stress. Like mental health is serious now, and you guys better be investing – in your mental health, I'm telling you now more than ever, like this shit is serious. Like you really need to take, you really got to be on top of it, man. And I know players talk about this stuff all the time. It's, it's, I couldn't agree more with you. It's more than just pain, right? Like there's some things, some articles I've read and even just taking it myself, you feel different mentally. Your, your, the mind is clear and it's again, why I believe in it, why I want to get it tied into the fitness industry. And I just want people to even just try it out. Like I'll be giving away some samples here and there. You'll have some samples to give to the people that you train, even your friends that are out of the league and, and want to see what CBD is all about. I just want people to get their, their feet wet, sample it, see what they like. And then if they want to get involved. They want to get involved, but I, I definitely want to target athletes and people in the fitness industry because it's just a natural remedy. Now, one of my clients, Ben Alderman, he's, I want to say he's like the, one of the, the top most fittest man, men over the age of 35, very, very active in the gym every day. Uh, he's an ex CrossFit athlete. He's competed in the games and he's at the top of his level. Right. Yep. And he takes, he takes CBD every night before he goes to bed to fall asleep. Right. And, and that guy is, he's a family man. He's family oriented. Um, and just, he, He's just a very, very upstanding guy, somebody that, that you want to look up to. And 
again, if he's taking it right, what's, what's to stop somebody that's going to planet fitness that may have a little pain in their, in their back or, you know, a little pain in their legs from using it at night. Right. So, yeah, I think we still have a stigma over marijuana or anything involved with that little thing that grows in the earth. I think people need to educate themselves more. Like guys, let, let's be real. Like Cat Williams said it the best. The side effects of weed is to make you sleepy or hungry. That is it. Like people need to like we need to chill out and soften our stance on this, man. Like I like I have family members that are chronically ill. Like I'm talking like it's hard for them to leave their bed and they're using medical marijuana and at least feeling fifty percent better. And so it's just like to to me, like it's almost it's almost a no brainer. Is literally a no-brainer, especially when it comes to athletes, man. Like I was, it's funny because I was so against smoking, doing anything marijuana-related when I was an athlete. Now, light me up. Like like, it's not even. I don't even think twice about it. Why? Because the the benefit of it, like I I still deal with you know chronic pain from my back, my ankle, and stuff. I don't think I've ran full speed in, in years after I really, really hurt myself a couple of years ago. Um, you know, it was one of like one of my last football practices. I really, really messed up my, my ankle and, you know, I definitely feel some side effects from concussions I've had before I've dealt with anxiety my whole life. Like guys, this, this shit helps, man. Like the, the fact that I did, I'm actually upset with myself that I didn't start younger and that I relied on, other substances that make me feel better is actually really, really stupid. I can be a grown up and admit that. And it, I mean, Ian, it goes as far as like when you have back surgery, you were prescribed pain pills and I, yeah. I took them. I was prescribed them. I took them. I thought I needed them and it did make my back feel better. But eventually, right. You run out of the script that you're prescribed because it's only for minus for, I think 12 days. Mm-hmm. And when it was over, like, you know, I started, I did smoke a little weed for the, for the pain and it was tremendously changed my life. And then the CBD thing, then I could take the CBD, I could work. Right. And I Mm -hmm. didn't have pain. And now it's, you get the best of both worlds. So that's why it's just, I want people to try it. I want people to to, to get a taste for it. And just hopefully the next time we're on this, this show, we have an established brand. We could talk about the different products and how each one is beneficial for each, each person. Oh yeah. No, I, a, a official announcement guys i'm i'm getting into the cbd business it's worth it and just like how you know i had a couple people last week being like oh you're doing too much you're doing too much no i'm not doing enough i want to do every, <laughs> everything and anything that i'm interested in and yeah. i think that i mean that's i think that's just how we're gonna wrap up the show man like besides you know the eagles going down to dallas and um and and, and winning that game you know i'm gonna quote you know Doug Peterson, well, not quote Doug Peterson, but kind of just write off his vibe a little bit. Like, you got to believe in yourself, ladies and gentlemen. You got you to gotta trust your own talent and ability, trust the people around you, and just, and just work for it. And, you know, I think that's just, you know, I've been blessed enough to, to have certain friends around me that have, you know, helped motivate me and tell me to to do, you know, this podcast and just keep pushing forward and get interested in other things and stuff. And, you know, I'm just like, I'm just really, really proud of, you know, some of the guys that I've surrounded myself around and, you know, just, you know, the growth that everyone's been 
been going through and stuff. And, you know, hopefully the, the, the damn birds can, you know, rally around each other, <laughs> rally around each other too, and just get this W, man. I can't deal with these losses anymore. And it's like, oh my God. Amen. Well, Ian, I just wanted to, to thank you for having me on the show and, and best of luck to you and, and all your ventures and, and go birds. Go birds. All right, guys, uh, we are signing off. Don't forget to follow the Desert Eagles podcast on uh, Instagram. Um, don't forget to follow us on Spotify. I'm still working on the process of getting this show onto um, the Apple podcast. It's taking a little bit, so bear with me. Um, I'm trying to get a website done, too, so it's easier for you guys to find us. Um, if you guys have any suggestions on other guests I should have, start DMing them, start messaging them. Um, I'm going to start having more uh, guests on here soon. Uh, Seth, it was a pleasure. Man, I miss you, kid. Thank you. Thank you for being on here, man. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, brother. All right, we're signing off. See you guys. Peace.